Hey all you space cats, it's your favorite underground artist, Mitch Miller, otherwise known as Dead Eddie, and this is BD episode 6, cast, Bill Earl and Dead Eddie vs. Corporate America. Uh, so, I want to talk about two things, but first I just want to dedicate this episode to my grandfather, Dana Holmes. Uh, he passed last week, um, on the summer solstice 2023 and, uh, just dedicating this to him. Um, talk about two things on this episode. Number one, we're going to talk about the Transparency and Importation Act. And, uh, and then I'm going to talk about a project I call Project 66. So I want to read for you a letter that I sent to my two Pennsylvania senators, uh, Senator Fetterman and Senator Casey, two Democrats, and also my my parents and my spouse's parents uh, winter in Florida now that they're retired. So I sent uh, this letter to the two Florida senators who are Republicans uh, Senator Scott and Senator Rubio. And this is the letter. I'll just read it. Uh, Dear Senator, blah, blah, little, uh, I hope you will review this letter for my proposition of the Transparency and Importation Act. This act could truly bring stability to the world by raising the wages of workers around the globe to as close to our minimum wage in the United States as possible and ensures that workers are not exploited to bring cheap goods to the United States. We have the technology to require that companies are transparent with consumers about their financial details. They can show their business structure and compensation through an online portal available to all United States consumers. This portal can feature details gathered by experts about the cost of living in the nation where the company operates so that consumers can compare the wages the company pays to this standard. The pay scale of management employees of all companies that are, that import their goods to the United States market will be available to United States consumers. Workers within the company will also be able to access the portal to confirm their wages as reported by the company. If a company does not use the portal and update their information, they will not be allowed to import their goods to the United States market. It is my belief that if U.S. consumers are informed about exploitative practices or quote-unquote slave labor in the manufacture of their goods, they will choose a more compassionate manufacturer. Each nation from which products are imported to the U.S. could partner with a U.S. university to develop an accurate cost-of-living analysis for the online portal. Prices of necessary items in that nation can be published so that U.S. consumers can compare those prices with the wages paid to the workers in that nation. I believe that if you raise the wages of the workers in other nations, you will provide more stability around the globe, allowing U.S. consumers to choose not to buy products from companies that use exploitative practices is also a sound anti-terrorism strategy. It means less people will blame the United States for their indentured servitude status and look to practices within their own nation to change their conditions. 
Please feel free to contact me for further details. I tried to keep this as short of a summary as possible. I would be happy to join your staff and help in any way I can. So Transparency and Importation Act, right? There's a portal. Uh, we, the United States government or a private-public partnership develops a portal that any company that wants to import goods to the United States market, they have to fill out the information through the portal and explain the compensation packages of their management, of their employees, and then we'll have universities or governments release the standard of living in that nation so that consumers can compare what an employee is paid from the corporation in that country to what it costs to actually live in that country or you know live comfortably ideally but at least to uh you can compare certain items a stove a refrigerator a you know, plum, indoor plumbing, um, electricity, things like that, to see the wages and compare and contrast, right? So <clears throat> it's it doesn't apply to United States companies uh, that only employ people within the United States, right? They don't have to be transparent. They can use whatever decision-making process they use to issue the wages to the employees in their company in the United States. It only applies to companies outside of the United States that are, in, that are importing products to the United States. We need clear information as to what the conditions, at least the wage conditions, of those workers are and again the workers can log into this portal as well and verify that that is what they actually get paid uh, those are the correct wages right now the interesting thing is United States corporations that outsource all of their labor or a lot of their labor or even part of their labor and then sell those products to the US market there's a gray area there where I'm sure these uh, fine senators would work out some kind of deal, uh, whether they would have to disclose their executive and management compensation and their the lowest paid employee in some far off nation. Um, that's going to get dicey, but I think if we if we keep it concise, uh, this Transparency and Importation Act, um, we can end slave labor around the globe. Informed citizens in the United States will say, I'm not going to buy that planned obsolescence piece of whatever uh, that's made with slave labor. I'm going to demand from these companies that they pay a fair wage and that they make products that actually last a long time. So that's the Importation Transparency and Importation Act. Write to your senator... I can provide you with a copy of this letter if you request it. The next thing I want to talk about is Project 6.6. This is uh, based on I, the, the main problem I see with the United States 
uh, is that we have a profit-driven media system, which means that media is presented and information is presented in a way that's going to drive profits to the maximum level. And then we export this media to other countries as well. So we're affecting the entire globe with our for-profit media structure instead of presenting information in a calm, collective way, a, a calm and collected way. We have head-to-head -head combatants on the news, on the prime time, screaming at each other, and, uh, and then people wonder why their kids at the dinner table uh, yell about new things they found out, right? And because that's the only way they think they can get through to you because you watch these primetime shows where people are just screaming at each other, right? Let's calm down a little bit, right? So um, the for-profit, the, the profit-driven media system is flawed, um, and this is my solution to that, Pro Project 6-6. Uh, basically, it's a streaming channel, but it's also an internet platform. So the internet platform collects 66-second videos from higher education, post-secondary professors, right? So professors in post-secondary education can go onto this platform through the, onto this platform, create an account. Uh, we're not going to gather a lot of information about them because you'll find out later, or well, I'll get into it as far as security. But they will verify either through a letterhead, a email from the university, letterhead from the university, or a pay stub with important information blanked out that they are a professor in, say, English literature or science or whatever. Uh, they create the account, and they may be put into that category, uh, English literature, uh, political science. And this will aid in the way that they vote on videos that will be on the streaming channel, so you'll understand that. They get, each professor gets a 66-second video that they can upload, you know, whatever that file space is for 66 seconds, they upload to the platform. Right, so my belief is scarcity. You have these really intelligent people. They only get 66 seconds. They're going to come up with the most important piece of information they can put out there to be on this streaming channel. And they're also in tune with what the younger people in the United States or whatever other country this adopts this uh, streaming service um, are expressing to them. So this is they can kind of nib things in the bud a little bit through these 66-second videos. So they present any little tidbit of information they want to put out there. 66 seconds, they can present it in any way. They can edit it multiple times, whatever they want to do. They upload the video. Then their video gets voted on. And there's a tiered structure through the platform that applies to the 24-hour system of the streaming channel. Right, this streaming channel will be available just like all other streaming channels, Netflix or your streaming uh, Euro News news channels like that that I watch, Reuters. Um, but these news channels only have about 15 minutes of new content 
per day or an hour. Reuters has about an hour of new content per day. Our goal will be to provide four hours of new content per weekday. So tier one in the tiered structure will be the hours from 7 to 9 a.m. in whatever time zone and 5 to 7 p.m. in any time zone. And we will create a streaming content for these four hours. That will be tier one. So whatever important information is being put out there on the platform will be voted into tier one so that it's, it's played during prime time on the streaming channel. The rest of the hours of the day, the other 20 hours of the day, will develop a tiered system. There might be 20 different tiers, right? So videos that don't make the tier one, they get voted into the other tiers, and it might take a couple weeks to vote them into the tiers, and then they're locked in for a month. So the hour from 1 p.m. to 2 p.m., is locked in the same 20 videos play or however many videos play for that hour for the whole month. And they kind of trick, they, they come down, so we vote, vote those in as well. So as you can see, we might want different categories, English literature, poli-sci, so that uh, professors aren't voting all the time um, they don't. They only have to spend a couple minutes, a couple ten minutes a day voting, and hopefully we can develop an app for professors to access their account. It'll pop up when a new video is coming up, and they can vote on that 66-second video. Now, if you're voted into the prime time, the tier one slot, um, you will also be eligible to take the idea you developed for the 66-second video in tier one, and extend that idea out to a 6 minute and 66 second video. So you can present facts, you can show different things, and that'll be a 7 minute and 6 second video that may play at the beginning of each hour. We can spread those out throughout the day at the top of the hour, or however that works out. So that's our 24 hour cycle on the streaming channel. It's important information that higher education professionals want to put out into the atmosphere um, and it, I think it'll provide a lot more information to people it'll dispel a lot of insanity that gets played on the mainstream media and we call it the mainstream media but it really should be called the profit driven media system and it doesn't have to be that way there's there's a publicly funded uh, channels like NPR, um, PBS. So it would be in that vein. This this Project 66 would be a non-profit in perpetuity, forever, uh, be founded as a non-profit, and um, we would rely on donations. Uh, there might be like a $5 donation per year to hold an account, uh, for professors to hold an account. So they might have to donate five, five dollars a year, um, and if they, their sixty-six second video uh, video allotment, if they get voted onto any of the tiers, they're allotted a new sixty-six second video, so on and so forth. So once you get voted into a tier that actually makes it on airplay, um, you will 
be granted another 66 second video. And the idea is if the video is not fact based or, um, you know, isn't, isn't a, an important concept that the post-secondary educators feel is necessary to be put out in, onto the streaming channel, that it'll kind of fact check itself, right? They won't get voted into a tier. The information uh, will be um, maybe brought up at a later time. Uh, maybe it's too future thinking, like a lot of my concepts, and it'll, it'll remain on that person's account to continue to be put into the voting cycle. And again, I'm not sure how all the voting cycles and everything are going to work. That's for us to figure out. So I'm looking for computer science professors, professionals to develop this platform. I'm looking for uh, people to form the board of the nonprofit. And uh, I'm going to continue working on my other projects as I propose, the Butica project. But these are just other ideas that I'm putting out there in the atmosphere on this episode of the podcast. So thanks for listening. Uh, if you're interested, go to any of my websites and use the contact form to contact me. Uh, MitchForMayor.com. That's Mission4Mayor.com. PlotM.com. Trafnet.org. AmaVoter.com. Thanks for listening and uh, join me next time uh, on the Black Hole Podcast. <laughs>